Well, good morning, Heights Baptist out there at Midlothian here at Colonial Heights. It's great to see all of you this morning. And I hope you know that it is the vision of this church family, you and us, you and I, that we impact our community and our world for Jesus Christ. And folks, we don't want that statement to be something that just goes in a bulletin or on a wall somewhere. We want that statement etched on the heart of every single member of this church family. And and we kind of got a way that we do that etching, and that's called our Global Impact Conference. That's an annual event that kind of promotes the vision, trains for the vision, provides for the vision, motivates the vision. It's, It's just all about that week. Now, we do that every year. We did one in 2014. We're gonna do one in 2015. But there's actually about 18 months in between that this year. So we thought that today might be a good kind of a booster shot to kind of cover that time span. And uh, kind of, folks, I just want you to know where your church is, what your church is doing. Can you believe every single one of the places that was listed on that map just a few moments ago or places this church family has been just in the last three, four, five years? Uh, Folks, as you're watching this morning unfold, I want you to be thinking, and, and, and praying, hey, is that, is that something I need to be praying about? Something I need to be giving to? Is that somewhere I need to be going? Uh, what you're going to see this morning, folks, I am so proud of. I'm so proud of you, our church family, everywhere we're going, everybody we're trying to reach, everything we're trying to do. It is really exciting, and I hope you're excited about your church when we leave here this morning. So grab your passport, buckle up, because I promise you, folks, this morning, we're going to fly. We're going to move. Hey, a couple of fun facts, just some some little appetizers here as we get started. Uh, first of all, this past Christmas, you gave our largest Lottie Moon Christmas offering that we've ever given here at the Heights. We gave right at, yeah, praise the Lord for that. That's exciting. We gave right at $50,000. Now, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering is an offering that goes directly to the field. Now, the International Mission Board has a budget that, that puts those missionaries on the field, that sustains them on the field, but that budget doesn't cover everything they need to do on the field. We give to the budget. We, we give to the International Mission Board almost 100000 a year for that budget. And then the, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering comes to supporting uh, really the advancing of their work on the field. And so you did that this Christmas. Uh, also this past September, we have a statewide offering. Now we don't we don't really announce that or take up money for that. A lot of you give every single week or monthly on your envelope. You give to missions. We took the money out of that and uh, we sent $15,000 to our, our state mission offering. The goal for the year was uh, 250000 There's 600 churches that contribute to that uh, and they collected, I think, 246. So almost reached the goal. But you gave about 5 or 6% of that entire amount. And that money went to feeding the poor. There's a, a, our, our state convention has a hunger fund that feeds throughout Virginia and Appalachia. That money went towards supporting some 60 church plants. And uh, one thing I'm always really excited about that we do so well as Southern Baptists is disaster relief. You've heard me say before, the Red Cross doesn't go anywhere 
without calling the SBC. Uh, we, we are very good at that, believe it or not. We are always ready for the next tornado, the next earthquake, the next fire. Uh, that is just a tremendous time. And just like the Red Cross and the other agencies, we bring the water, we bring the food, we bring the chainsaws, we, we bring the trash bags. But we also carry the gospel when we go and do all of that stuff. And, and you gave to supporting that primarily in that one fund just here in Virginia. But here again, your weekly money uh, that you give, whether it be to general budget or missions, goes to covering that throughout the country. Another partnership we have is with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's an ongoing partnership that we support. But this past summer, we uh, kind of took advantage of a unique opportunity. They have a, a national camp, some regional camps that they do throughout the country and uh, one of those was held at the University of Richmond and uh, the FCA kind of came to us and there was a group of underprivileged kids that just would not have the opportunity to be able to attend something like that and uh, we used our, our mission funds to help support that pay for those kids to be able to go where along with the sports they are discipled all day long for a week and they're shared the, the gospel with all day long for, for a week so those, folks that's just a little bit of what's been going on just through your giving how you're impacting our world how you're impacting our state and and our community and we're going to hear a bunch more like that this morning I want to introduce to you Wes Rose this is our missions pastor for eight years now and uh, folks let me tell you something everything you're going to hear and see today not one bit of this was in place eight years ago nothing what we did eight years ago was go on a trip every now and then and uh, so everything you're going to be hearing and, and, and seeing about what's going on, what's being planned, uh, Wes has brought the vision for, the leadership for, and the administration that gives you and I that opportunity to impact our community world for Christ. So very grateful for Wes. And Wes, I turn it over to you. Why don't you run us through now a little bit of what we're going to do? Okay. Um, this morning, I'm going to ask some different leaders from Perspective Ministries to come up and uh, they're going to share a little bit about what God is doing. They're also going to talk a little bit more about how our church is really impacting our community and our world for Christ. Uh, they're not really giving um, really mission reports, full-blown trip reports, but they're giving a snapshot into different areas of the world where God is working and allow us to be part of that. Uh, first, we're going to have Michael Angelelli come on up. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, our partnership with Nicaragua and how that has really kind of evolved. Thanks, Wes. So, uh, Nicaragua is a beautiful country. You'll find everything there from mountains and rainforests so with monkeys and active volcanoes down to the dry uh, flatlands and Lake Nicaragua and the Pacific Ocean. But Nicaragua is also a very poor country. It's the second poorest country on this side of the world. Um, poor both financially and spiritually. Uh, very open to hearing the gospel. And we partner with Chosen Children Ministries uh, which is actually headquartered in South Carolina, to go to Nicaragua. And their mission there is to share the love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ with those people. And they do that by discipling adults and children, raising up pastors, starting churches, and also providing humanitarian aid. Some of the things that we do in an average week when we're in Nicaragua is we build houses in a week. Actually, in about three and a half, four days, you can build a house there. Uh, we provide VBS classes. We do adult Bible studies, child Bible studies. We do a lot of door-to-door -door evangelism. Uh, and we also provide humanitarian aid in the form of feeding programs. We've built feeding stations. We've built churches. 
Uh, a lot of the folks there survive on less than two or three dollars a day. So it's not uncommon for us to go into the dump where people are working, looking for scrap material that they can sell uh, and minister to them there by taking them food, taking them some snacks uh, and, and being with them and providing them with the opportunity to hear the gospel out in the midst of burning garbage. So um, Chosen Children operates 17 different churches in different barrios or neighborhoods around the country. Uh, they also maintain three mission houses. Each one of those mission houses is in a different area of the country. Uh, one is actually co-located with their orphanage in uh, north-central Nicaragua up in Huigalpa, uh, where you can go and spend time with the, uh, the children that you can sponsor at the orphanages. All right. Thank you for, uh, for sharing with that. Um, Chosen Children and, and in Nicaragua has been an incredible partner of ours. It has been one of those perfect fits that really, I would say, is probably one of the biggest uh, impacting areas as far as our church getting involved with missions because so many of you have have gone and maybe so many of you have been your, that was your first trip of going down to work with Chosen Children down in Nicaragua. Um, for those who would like to go, we actually have a meeting this afternoon at 2 o'clock. If you'd like to join Roy Wynn, who's a team leader for that trip, uh, come back up here too. I think there's about 15 or 16 open spots for a trip going in July. Okay, thank you, Michael. And we're going to have Jeff come up and talk a little bit about Ukraine. This was kind of a covert <laughs> uh, trip that we had back in uh, early January. Hi, good morning. Uh, my name is Jeff Fuller, and uh, I've been to Ukraine now five times. Um, our relationship with the Baptists of Ukraine goes back five years to 2010, and since then we've sent four teams, so probably a total of about 100 people all together, doing everything from running weekly Bible camps, uh, medical missions, We've had construction teams go up and work with a rehabilitation center, drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. Um, we've gone out and uh, distributed food and supplies to the needy. And uh, we've had a, just a tremendous relationship there. Um, it's so encouraging to me to be able to go back to the same church every year and reestablish those relationships and get to see things grow and get to see things move in that community. <clears throat> um, but if you've been watching the news at all, you'll know that Ukraine is, uh, is in a bit of a, a pickle right now. Um, they had a, a, a corrupt government. They overthrew that corrupt government and uh, had a, a, a revolution. And there was a, a, a few weeks where they were very excited and very optimistic about their future. And then all of a sudden, Russia invaded Crimea. And when Russia invaded Crimea, there was a flood of refugees out of Crimea into Ukraine because the Russians basically told the ethnic minorities, get out or we're going to kill you. <clears throat> We want Crimea for Russians. And so um, obviously that was a big shock to the country. Uh, now, of course, if you watch the news, you can see that uh, there's a sort of a shadow war going on on the eastern side of the eastern border of Ukraine with Russia. And uh, regrettably, because of that conflict, this past summer we had to cancel our trip. And we did not go uh, in the summer of 2014. We're very disappointed about that. Uh, the church there carried on without us, but... Uh, I'd like to think that we were missed. But what we did is we had the opportunity, and there was a small group of us that went over between Christmas and New Year's. And um, that was an incredible visit. First of all, it was extremely cold. It was about 15 degrees every day. Uh, and it snowed like every day we were there. So it was kind of nice, but uh, it was also we had to carry a lot of extra clothes this time. But we got to do some very, very interesting things this time. One of the things that we did was we, uh, we carried some supplies uh, and some food to some local 
uh, refugee, well, not local refugees, but refugees from Crimea that happened to be Muslim. And um, when we met with them, they separated us men and women, and they took them. We went up and spoke with the men, and the women went and spoke with the women. And the men were pretty hardcore. They didn't really. Uh, we had some interesting discussions, but we didn't make a lot of headway with them. But the women, they told our women that the Baptists in Ukraine were a miracle to them, because no one had ever shown them kindness before, and that they'd heard about the love of God through Jesus Christ, but they'd never seen it. And to them, Christians were always just persecuting them. And so that was really heartwarming for us to see that we had made that little bit of an inroad there with those refugees. We also had the opportunity to go to a military hospital and visit with wounded soldiers. And uh, we met with a variety of men, and we got to speak with them, hear their stories, encourage them. We shared New Testaments with them, brought them fruit and candies and socks and toothpaste and things like that. Um, and it was just an incredible time being able to spend some time with these gentlemen and, 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 and hear about the struggle that they're going through in their country today. But probably one of the most amazing things about uh, this trip that we had back in December and January was being able to go back and see the fruits of the seeds that have been planted over the last five years. Because now, if you look at the youth group of the church there in, uh, in Ukraine, the leaders of the youth group are now the young boys and the young girls that had just been curious teenagers and showed up at our first camps. Now they're baptized believers leading their ministries and just performing amazingly. And that's so fulfilling, so encouraging. And that's the kind of work that we have there, and that's the kind of work we want to carry on. We want to show the people of Ukraine. you got to think about this. this is for 80 years, these people were part of the Soviet Union. They had institutional atheism. And so in a lot of ways, their spiritual heritage has been snuffed out and, and lost. And what we're trying to do is just share with them the love of Christ and, and, and work in partnership with the local believers. And that's what's been so effective there. Thank you, Jeff. It's, uh, it was an incredible, there are more details to the story uh, than he was able to share today. But um, and we're going to have a, a lunch after, on, uh, in the next few weeks, or later on this spring. And you'll get a chance to talk with the team and hear more about what they did and a little bit more details about their trip. Uh, next, I want to bring it a little bit closer home into our neighborhood and have Vanessa Wilkerson come up and share what has been going on in Ettrick uh, for about the last probably seven or eight months. Good morning. <clears throat> okay, so you're waiting to get your passports. You're waiting to get those shots so that you can take these overseas mission trips that these two <laughs> gentlemen just told you about. While you're waiting to do that, I would ask you to consider this. Consider taking a mission trip on a mission field less than 15 minutes from where you're sitting right now. You heard me right. A mission trip on a mission field less than 15 minutes from where you're sitting right now. Since April of 2014, we have partnered with the Chesterfield Food Bank to provide monthly food distributions for the residents of the Ettrick community. The clients that come to the food bank not only get their physical needs met, but we also attempt to address their spiritual needs by sharing a gospel message. We've also partnered with our very own prayer shawl ministry right here at the church, and they provide us each month with beautiful handmade washcloths, lap blankets, and shawls that we can distribute to the residents as well. You know, this ministry is really growing, and I want you to know it's growing in opportunities for each of you to be involved and to serve. 
opportunities for relationship building, opportunities for discipleship, opportunities now for community building, but more importantly, opportunities for you to be involved with multiplying God's kingdom. Now, I'm going to say what I said when I first got up here. While you're waiting to get your passports, <laughs> waiting to get those shots from the doctor, because you're going to need them to take these overseas trips, and you really should go, because God called us to do both. It's not a one or the other thing. While you're waiting to do those things, I would ask you to consider this. Consider joining us this Saturday and every third Saturday of the month at Ettrick Elementary School at 8.30 a.m., Come join us and see what God is doing right here in your own backyard. Amen. Thank you, Vanessa. That was uh, it's exciting. You've, you've got to get down there. You've got to see that. Um, the folks over here that shared is that we're showing kind of snapshots of what we're doing right now. We've got some things coming up on the horizon that are really, really exciting, and they're big. And uh, we're going to have Dennis Waterman come up. Uh, he's going to be talking about a, a partnership we're going to be working with. And uh, some of you may know... Uh, uh, a family in the name of who was a local youth pastor over at Mount Pleasant. He's gone over to South Asia and he's been over there for probably seven or eight years now. And they're doing incredible work. And, uh, and Dennis is going to be leading a, a vision, kind of a, a scouting team over in the fall. And uh, you can go ahead and talk about that. Good morning, church. So did you know in South Asia, there are 250,000 people that die each and every week without Christ, never knowing who Jesus is. That's 250,000 South Asians week after week after week that have no hope. And that's just a staggering number, and that should never be. Um, there are 1.6 billion, billion South Asians who need Jesus, and that is the largest concentration of lostness in the world. Brothers and sisters, this is, uh, this is something that's just heartbreaking. And, um, but our church has an opportunity to impact that, and that's pretty exciting. Uh, we have the opportunity to partner with IMB in a vibrant church planning strategy where God is already at work among South Asians doing some pretty amazing things and where the gospel um, is being received pretty greatly. But the, uh, the workers in that harvest field are, are relatively few. Well, as Wes said, we've got an opportunity to, t to lead a scout team uh, to survey that, that opportunity this year. And... Um, we, to explore that partnership that will be planting churches among the least reached on planet Earth. And so uh, at the Global Impact Conference at the end of the year, we're going to unveil some of our findings there and uh, have some opportunities for you to plug into in those trips in 2016 to, in, to make that eternal impact. Uh, you, you might remember Paul and the Macedonian vision, that, that, that the guy that, that said, come over here, help us. And I would just ask you as you're thinking and praying about this, uh, is there a part that, that God would have you play in this opportunity this year? Thanks. Thanks, Dennis. Um, Dennis has had a heart for that area, and uh, it's going to be a great fit for, for pulling that team together. Um, along with the opportunity there, we also have another one coming up in Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, uh, and we're going to have David Johnson come up. Uh, Bulawayo was one of those places that we went to. Uh, we sent 50 into sub-Sahara uh, Africa back uh, summer before last, and this area that we worked in Bulawayo was one was one of the four places that we went, 
And uh, there was just a, a great fit between, between what was happening there in our church. And uh, we're going to have David share a little bit about what's happening and what's going on here. We're coming up this spring. Like Wes said, I had the opportunity a year and a half ago to go to uh, Zimbabwe, Africa. And we are partnering with uh, Bulawayo Baptist Church and particularly the uh, Sandra Jones home uh, to minister to children that are specifically affected by HIV and sexual abuse. Um, another huge thing that's close to my heart is the uh, development of a 30-acre plantation that will help these children. And our goal is to build uh, 10 homes on this property that will house approximately 100 children. Uh, also on the property, we would like to um, build uh, ponds for raising fish, build pens for chickens, rabbits, cattle, and hogs, so that the, the property and, and the children will be self-sustaining and um, be able to support themselves. Um, there's many opportunities on this plantation, and we're very excited uh, about that. Uh, the director of the Sandra Jones Home will be here next month in April. I believe she'll be speaking to uh, the women's group on April the 16th, uh, and then also, um, I believe, on a lunch for the whole church on April the 19th, and I believe you can sign up online to uh, attend that. Um, also, next month in April, I will be leading the team back to Zimbabwe to basically uh, develop a plan to carry these things out. Uh, we'll also be shooting a video um, that we will pre present at uh, GIC next November and then start building teams for 2016 to, to go there, to do these things and build these projects and just minister and love on the children there. Yeah, thanks, David. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting to see if once you've gone there and you've seen the pictures, you see the work and how many people, just about anybody can go there because there's so many different things between the farm and the Sandra Jones Home to Orphanage. There are just incredible opportunities for to disciple and to share the gospel. And they have high-density areas for those who want to go door-to-door. -door. It's just a, it's a great fit on a multiple levels uh, that we have before us. And it's, uh, like I said, the scouting team's going out in April to, uh, to lay out the, the long-term plan for that. And they want us to come and partner with them to do that. Um, to bring a little bit closer to home, uh, we have Tammy Duncan coming up here. And, uh, and she is going to... Very good. That's a, Thank you. probably a 6.8. Um, <laughs> that. No, but she is going to share uh, a unique ministry... Uh, and uh, as we've talked about, we're talking about reaching all that are around us. Okay, so Tammy, go ahead and share with us. Strip Church RVA is a group of Christian women building relationships and sharing the loving kindness of the Lord to women in the sex industry. Simply put, we want to be a bright light in a really dark place. Since December, our team has been going on a, to a strip club in Hopewell on a regular basis taking gifts like this, I think that's what tripped me up, <laughs> and building friendships. God has given us great favor there. The girls are excited when we get there, and the managers have told us that we can come anytime we want because they trust us to show loving kindness and not condemnation. Some dancers have asked us where strip church is because they want to go to church, but they feel unwelcome because of their lifestyle. 
Since we don't have a building like this, we're starting a Bible study this week in a coffee shop, a neutral place where we hope they'll feel comfortable spending time with God, and when they're ready, choose to come and worship with us on Sundays. We're called Strip Church RVA for a reason. Strip Church is an international network that serves and equips women across the world called to love those in the sex industry. Currently, there are seven strip clubs in Richmond that a strip church in Tidewater is only visiting twice a year. To reach them more frequently and more effectively, we're networking with other human trafficking ministries in Richmond and the SBCV to build outreach teams in the city so the clubs can have more light for Christ in there. God deserves all the glory for the success we've seen so far in this ministry. Like the parable of the prodigal son, God the Father is running to reach his children who are ready to come home. We're simply trying to keep up with them and love them like his beloved children. If you would like to know more, like our Facebook page or ask us to join our email list. And you can talk to me after the service too. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tammy. It's, uh, that was, it's an it's incredible ministry. And um, uh, you see names and faces of, of the people up here that they've shared. Um, also in the bulletin, you're going to have my contact information. Uh, you can contact them directly, or if you want more information, look in the bulletin, email me. I'll get, in, get you in touch with them so you can find out more about each one of these. Uh, most of these have either the website or the, or the Facebook page as well. Okay. Another thing uh, we're going to be doing in the, in the coming year and years is we want to go a little bit deeper and get a little bit more involved with church planning, uh, both throughout the state of Virginia and throughout the United States. And as we're working and preparing on that, we, we also want to be faithful with some partnerships that we already have. And some of those partnerships have been just kind of partnership light. You know, we've had a, a minimal impact there. One of those, uh, the partnerships that we've had is with a church plant in uh, Winchester, Virginia with Shay and Sarah Osborne. Many of you know Shay. Of course, he grew up here at the church and he partnered with the North American Mission Board to plant this church uh, there in Winchester. And that partnership is kind of coming to a conclusion, is isn't it, Wes, what their role in that is? And so one of the things we thought about as we evaluated that is we'd like to go a little deeper and be able to do a little bit more alongside uh, Shay in planning that church there. And so we're going to increase our financial support and what we're doing there. But probably the bigger, more important thing is we're going to put some boots on the ground. Uh, we're going to be providing opportunities for some of you to go up and, and work alongside uh, the folks there at the church at Winchester, uh, maybe to do some some training, because uh, that, that church is brand new. All their people, many of them are doing this for the very first time. And so taking some of what we do and helping uh, kind of encourage, inspire, and train them to be able to do some of the same things. Shay's going to be working some with our staff. It's not going to quite be the, the heights at Winchester, uh, but it's, it's going to be really that kind of relationship. And so we're really looking forward to going a, a little bit further there. Winchester, if you don't know where that is, it's up in the north. Northern Virginia area near 81, and it really is a D.C. community. Uh, it's interesting to hear him talk about it. The, the people that he ministers to during the day are not there on the weekend. The people he ministers to on the weekend are not there during the 
week. Uh, It's a real transitory community moving in and out of D.C. And so we just thought it was a real strategic opportunity and a good fit for us uh, as we try to go a little further in church planning. Okay, yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be an opportunity for a lot of you uh, to get involved with that. Uh, the other thing we want to do is we want, we have a, another church planner coming out. And I will say, uh, James and Linda can come on up here. Uh, they're out of, we're here, now they're out of the Melothian campus as well as, what, Dennis and Michael. Uh, Melothian is, is represented very well up here. Uh, but James and Linda... Wow, they were commissioned by the IMB to go and be missionaries back in 1968. Uh, And they served in Central and South America for many years. Since coming back from the state, from from the field back to the states, they've planted like five churches, which is pretty incredible. And then um, at age 78, that doesn't seem possible, he received his doctorate. So he continued to to roll and to keep on. And, and what he's doing is, is true discipleship. What he's doing is he's actually um, developing a, a church planning center, basically reaching the Latino community where he, he's training church planners to be church planners. So he is replicating himself over and over and have many in, involved in that right now. But we're going to pray a, a, a prayer of blessing over, over him and the work yeah. and that's going on right here. Uh, Yeah, and I thought what we would do today is maybe have our our missionaries up here on the platform kind of surround them and lay hands on them. This is exciting to think that even now he is continuing to to go forward with the gospel, joining the SBC of Virginia in doing this. And so as this new ministry for him begins, let's have a word of prayer for him, shall we? Father, we come before you for James and Linda, and Lord, they're just such a, a, a model, an example, a picture for every one of us in here of faithfulness. Faithfulness to you, faithfulness to each other, faithfulness to the church, and faithful to carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ in their community and around their world. And God, we thank you that you place people like this in our midst to to challenge us, to show us the way. And Lord, he now begins, they begin a a new ministry right here in our community, uh, reaching, continuing to reach Latinos and and, uh, even more strategically, preparing Latino pastors, preparing Latino pastors to plant churches, Lord. And we just would come together as a church family and just ask your anointing, your blessing, your favor upon that work, Lord. Would you use him, use James and Linda in in a mighty way uh, in our community to reach every single Latino in in RVA with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see them planting vibrant, effective churches that are impacting their community in their world for Jesus Christ. Would you use James and Linda in this kind of way? Lord, we pray you'll surround them, you'll protect them, you'll empower them. Lord, we pray you'll give them wisdom. We pray you'll give them favor everywhere they go and in all that they're doing in this. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Linda. Um... What you're seeing up here, and hopefully what you've seen today, is, is you've, seen, um, you've seen some leaders uh, that, have, that have been working in their prospective ministries over here. And, and this is not all of them. There are, there are gosh, probably, this is probably one-fourth or maybe even one-fifth of the folks that are serving in leadership in different ministries that we're either, either team leaders or from local partnerships and local ministries. Uh, and then we've got hundreds of you guys that are already involved. 
And of course, like what Randy has been preaching out in the, in the honor series is, is we want to reach all the world, but as a church, we want to be faithful and have 100% of us understanding and we get missions. Um, and what you're seeing, the people that are getting involved, it's, uh, it's, missions is not a program that a church has, but it's a direct product of, of a people and a church uh, that have been radically impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because God has saved them, because God has changed them, they can't sit on it. You can't sit on it. You've got to go and do. And so as, as these folks have shared and, and you guys know what's going on, um, they're, 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 not, they're not some you know, special blessing on them right there. They've just been people that have been just obedient to what God's called in their life. And they've, they've not sat on it. They said, okay, I'm, you've called me to do this. You've called me to go, and I'm going to do that. And this is an exciting morning, folks, an exciting group of folks. You know, I hope part of what you've heard this morning is, is there's an opportunity for every kind of person, whatever your passion, whatever your interest, whatever your skill set, that there is a way that can be used on the mission field. If the mission field is 15 minutes away or it needs shots and a passport somewhere else. Folks, there's a place God can and God will use you uh, to be light in darkness. You know, you might ask, why, now why do we do all this? Why all the money? Why, the, why would I use a week of vacation? Why do we go? Why do we do these things? You know, folks, I think one simple reason is because Jesus did it, didn't he? Did he not leave home? He left home, he left his comfort and he gave everything. He gave his life so that you and I could be saved from sin and death and hell. But you know, it's not just that Jesus left. Somebody else left what they were doing. Because you see, every person in here that has become a child of God, every person in here that has become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is because somebody told you. It might have been a, a Sunday school teacher back there with a flannel board. It might have been somebody on the street. It might have been a missionary. But somebody told you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Folks, that's just the process that God set up. It is a process of caring, of praying, of giving, and finally of going and telling. Where are you in that process? Where does God want to move you in that process? Boy, I think one of the things Vanessa said so well is it, there, there's no either or here. It's, it's not going either to the community or to the world. It's, it's both and. It's not pick, either give or pray or go. It's, it's all of the above. What are all of the ways that you'll give your life to going and telling? Because Jesus went and told. Jesus went and died. And because somebody came and told you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray your your blessing on what we seek to be as a church family in our community and around our world. And Lord, there's just one thing we want to do, and that is carry the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can come to know their creator, their savior, and their Lord, so that people can be rescued from sin and death and hell. We've had that opportunity. Somebody came and told us Somebody was faithful to that call on our behalf. And Lord, I pray that each and every one of us as an individual, that we as a church, that we are very faithful to carry this call, to carry that gospel. Lord, I pray that that line impacting our community world for Christ is not just a neat line. God, etch it on our hearts. 
Bring it to fruition, God. I pray this is a church that is touching every kind of people on every kind of continent, dealing with every kind of issue with the love of Jesus Christ. We dedicate ourselves to you for that purpose. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.